This podcast is brought to you by BankInfoSecurity.com. BankInfoSecurity.com is your source for the news and views shaping security and risk management within the finance space. A Malaysian national is charged with hacking the Cleveland Fed Reserve, and Comerica Bank says ID theft protection requires a multifaceted approach, one that involves local law enforcement and the community. Hi, I'm Tracy Kitten with Information Security Media Group, here with the Weekend Review for Friday, November 19, 2010. A 32-year-old Malaysian man was arrested last month, shortly after his arrival in New York City. His crime? Authorities say he hacked into the Cleveland Federal Reserve Bank, as well as several other computer systems, including the system of a defense contractor. Lin Mun Poo faces a four-count indictment that charges him with computer hacking and the possession of more than 400,000 stolen credit and debit card numbers. Before his arrest, authorities say Poo had planned to get additional stolen information from other hackers. When Secret Service agents seized his encrypted laptop, they found it contained a massive quantity of financial data and personal information that Poo had allegedly obtained when he hacked into the computer systems. Cyber criminals continue to use their sophistication and skill as hackers to attack our financial and national security sectors, says Loretta Lynch, U.S. Attorney for the Eastern District of New York. Pooh's arrest comes just one month after authorities arrested a large cybercrime gang in the U.S. and Europe for similar crimes. As Pooh's case proves, protecting financial information and identities is becoming ever more challenging. To address those challenges, financial institutions are playing an ever-increasing role in assisting consumers with identity theft protection. At Dallas-based Comerica Bank, the fight against identity theft has taken a unique turn. Comerica's multifaceted ID theft program aims to not only help Comerica's customers, but members of the community as well. Diane Shovely, the bank's vice president of fraud services, says partnering with community organizations and local law enforcement has proven beneficial for all parties involved. Here is Diane Shovely. Well, actually, through the partnerships that we, that we have formed within the community and law enforcement, they really just kind of complement our fraud awareness efforts, enable us to offer customers tools that can help them protect themselves against identity theft. It's especially appreciated by the victim customer while they are trying to deal with becoming a victim of fraud. The more assistance you can provide to the victim to resolve the issue really makes for a better experience for the customer. Comerica has worked with WDIV-TV, which is an NBC affiliate station in Detroit, in the Iron Mountain Shredding Service and to host a shred day in southeastern Michigan. And we've been actually hosting the Shred Day since 2008. And what it gives is an opportunity for consumers um, to shred their personal information at no charge. On this particular Shred Day, we have Iron Mountain shredding trucks in the parking lots of actually our three Comerica banking centers. The consumers simply drive up and drop off bags and boxes of their documents with their personal information and watch it be shredded. So in addition, we also have some of our fraud service investigators at these events to talk to the consumers about preventing identity theft while they're standing there waiting for their documents to be shredded. Now, after this short break, I'll be right back with more news highlights from our week. Are you responsible for your institution's compliance program? Do ATM fraud, ACH fraud, and online fraud keep you up at night? Do you have any certifications which require continuing professional education credit hours? The solution to your problems may be the BankInfoSecurity.com Educational Webinar Library. You'll find plenty of courses that align with your core responsibilities. Visit BankInfoSecurity.com for more information on how to access these webinars. 
Managing editor Linda McGlasson steps back this week and takes a tough look at banking institutions' compliance with anti-money laundering practices. McGlasson says, for institutions that think the Bank Secrecy Act and AML compliance requirements are just about paperwork, they could be in for a rude awakening. In news about money laundering, HSBC last month was slapped with a cease and desist order by the Office of the Comptroller for noncompliance with BSA requirements. Since then, HSBC has stepped up efforts to improve AML monitoring. But the fine that HSBC could face may be substantial, and penalties have been stacking up on AML violations in the past couple of years. The larger banks tend to do a better job of monitoring and complying with BSA and AML requirements. But one unfortunate problem is that the politically exposed persons who were pushed out of the larger banks are now migrating down to smaller community banks, banks that don't have the same sophisticated monitoring systems or resources. That's this week's Week in Review. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tracy Kitten. Have a great week. This podcast has been brought to you by BankInfoSecurity.com. For more interviews, breaking news, research, and educational webinars, please visit www.BankInfoSecurity.com.